0: All right. Um, so we're recording this in a uh, different fashion today since uh, we went to hit record and the uh, the batteries in the uh, batteries in my digital recorder are dead. So we are recording this through the Bluetooth on the phone, and there. and three completely. And therefore, it probably sounds like we're in a tin box. I think, yeah, or a fishbowl, or something like that. Or something. But at least you can hear us. And uh, so, welcome to another edition of the CarCast. Uh, our first in a couple of weeks after a six-game road trip, which did not go at all well. And there was some hope, Sean, tonight that the Stars would recreate the strong home ice record that they've done most of the year, get a win, and maybe build some momentum towards it's possible to push to the playoffs. And tonight couldn't have gone more uh, agonizingly in the third period of Stars built a two nothing lead, and then crumbled in the last twenty minutes and lost the final eleven seconds. Well, so there was a wound. We want if we want to look at the Stars. There was a wound that opened um, about roughly roughly eighteen days, roughly my math is terrible, roughly two weeks ago when Jamie Alexiak scores the game winning goal in Pittsburgh. For the Pittsburgh Penguins. I would actually argue it was
1: before that. It was that. before
0: that. It was before that. But there was, there was a... It, okay, there, 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 they're already wounded, but okay. there, there's a... There's let, a me, let me preface your wound. So the first wound of, the, of this downturn was symmetrically enough against the Vancouver Penguins. Correct. correct. That starts with five in a row to start the month of February. They we were, were, were talking about... It's been a decade since they've won six in a row. It's going to be a big one. They're playing a bad team on a Sunday, and they get embarrassed six to nothing on home ice against the mm-hmm. kid Counting that game, they are now, they've they played 19 games. I'm yeah, just, keeping track of this just because I noticed that all of a sudden they haven't been playing well. They are 5, 10, and 4 since their five-game winning streak. So counting the Conks they're at roughly 35 point percent, not good. That's the opposite of what they needed to do at this time. Yep, and even 500 hockey over that stretch, and they're in a playoff spot today. Yeah, and so my point being, is, obviously they are bruised and battered from that moment, but the wound that was fatal, the fatal wound... That eventually turns into them keeling over and dying from making the playoffs was the back-to-back where they don't beat they don't beat Pittsburgh, a team that's playing the second game of the back-to-back with a backup goalie, and their former defenseman scores the game-winning goal what against a them. backup goalie, a young goalie barely an age, yeah, a backup AHL goalie HL. who started the goalie here at the back of the AHL this year. Then they lose two games later. To Anthony Ami Who's been a great Recovery story this year But to a guy They're literally paying 1.5 million dollars This year to play against them To not play yes. For them To right? not play for them And then that Everything just unravels On that road trip And then They lose six straight They come in tonight Against, against Boston And tonight was The uh, game where The odds of making The playoffs were slim now But tonight If they won tonight You're saying There's a chance But yeah, the first step towards potential momentum builder. Now, we said coming into tonight's shot the thought was you win six of your last eight and you have a shot. Yes, you're definitely, but you have a decent shot, especially because you have a couple of head-to-heads against the California team that you're chasing, LA and Anaheim. Mm -hmm. They still have a chance to win six or seven, or even all seven, if you make it. But were thinking, okay, you have to win your four home games, yeah. and then find a way to win two of four on the road, because you've struggled on the road lately. Yes. They've lost one of their home games. And so now you have to win three of four on the road, and win three of three at home. And six of seven might not get it done, frankly. It may not. I mean, But six of eight might not have either. Six of eight might not have either. But you, you didn't have, if you had one... But you didn't have to yes. start something. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you what first couple of minutes, he came out on fire, flying all over the ruins. First, first period was tremendous. The only, thing, the only thing that you need more from that first period no is another goal. Maybe Devon Shore shot hits the post and goes in. It and looked said, like he had it, too. Yeah. Uh, first period was tremendous. You can't take anything away from that. Second period, they get outplayed quite a bit in the second period and they end up coming out 2 nothing because of Jamie Benn. Tremendous goal. One of the short-handed. Yeah, they, they were outplayed and they took a couple penalties. Yes. Yeah, so Boston created some, especially on their second power play, of the three they had in the second period, mm-hmm. Burns had four quality chances on their, their second advantage. And the stores were fortunate. Akari was great, and then they missed a couple. Yeah. Marchand had one spot where it over the net where it was a really good shooting area. He just missed that very often. Then yeah. on the third power play for Boston in that period... The stars really get fortunate for a highlight reel short-handed goal. Yes, and they're up two nothing at that point. You're thinking, I, mean, they, I was thinking, John, as they took that Klingberg minor, they had possession in of the offensive zone, they gave it away. <laughs> it went to center right, Klingberg fell down, tried to recover and took a penalty in the process. You're just sitting here going, oh geez, Austin, who's been all over them on the power play, the power play was, has been operating the last month and a half at about 38%, which is crazy. And you're thinking, okay, they're going to get one and spark the going to come back and now, now the, the game's going to be in question. You get a short-handed goal, 2 nothing, and you go to the end of the second period going, you're in a great position right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, actually, frankly, before they went into that, I had thought that... Hey, Boston's going to tie the game here on that short yes. end, on that on, that on, the, Klingber, on the Klingberg miner. Yes. Yeah, I was, was thinking, I was like, man, Boston's going to tie the game here. And then you take that thought away, and you score, and you go up, and you're like, okay, this should be something to build forward. Hope they should come out and. Pitch teams have been good historically of shutting down leads and winning games. Okay, so Josh on our TV colleague, the stars on Fox Sports Southwest, tweeted out the stat, which is. Three times in the last five losses, the stars have had a lead going into the third period, yeah, and they lost. Prior to that stretch, they were 29-1-1 with leading going into the third. Yeah, that was the model of, well, the stars don't come back from deficits in the third very much. But they don't they, lose. But they don't, but they they don't either. lose. And now, suddenly, they're, they're losing them at, with regularity, and that's really alarming. And then you go into the third period, minute 17 into the third period, Boston cuts into the lead. Um, I thought Pasternak had a tremendous game tonight for, for, yeah, for Boston. He was really good. He, uh, think, yeah, they're missing so many of their, their big offense. Um, he takes the shot that uh, gets deflected in, um, and from there you kind of started to get the feeling yeah, that I this guess, was going to flip I George Boston's favorite. When you're going into a third period down, multiple goals. It if the longer it goes, the harder it is to get back into it because time is against you. Yes. But if you get out there and score in the first five minutes, it makes it feel more doable. And that they sort of minute 17 So all of a sudden it was we have eighteen plus minutes to get one, not eighteen minutes to get two. And as that crept away, they were and then they tied it the halfway point. Yes, they tied on it. Another pretty shorthand goal. Okay, so quickly because this has been something that Stars have been much better at this year. John Klingberg's play on the two-on-one short hand. granted, it was bad luck to the Stars on the power play. Yeah, it was a bad bounce. That's where they started it. Sagan's trying to keep it in, get the skate, goes to the middle. Yeah. And because the Stars had four guys in the power play setup, only Klingberg's back. Yeah. But of, of the guys on the ice, for a two-on-one, you think you want your defense in there. But he goes after the puck carrier, takes him out of the play but doesn't block the pass. So Tim Schaller is open for a one-on-one against Kari. Yeah. And it's a really nice finish by Schaller. Great finish. Yeah. I don't know if Kari a, uh, played it very well. It's um, yeah. like he was coming out to challenge the shot and then got caught Kind so of yeah, couldn't really get a push to recover. Mm-hmm. But, again, would you like Klingberg to block the passing lane and let Kari square up with the addition shoot? I would, personally, I would, 100% of the time, I want him to take the pass away. Just take the pass and let the, and let the, uh, and, and let Kari make the save on the shot. That's right. what I want the goal, that's what I want the defenseman to do in that situation. Um, and how Kari, Kari on that situation, that's not, I'm not going to blame Kari for this loss. I mean, I'm not, it's, the whole team in front of him was uh, was badly was uh, badly outplayed in the third period. Um, and then they just, they couldn't get, and then once Boston got going in their offense, in, in their offensive zone, the in Stars the couldn't to get turn. out. The Stars couldn't get out, and that, that's what happened on the game-winning goal. The Stars had a couple chances to clear. They didn't clear, and We're they, talking about with less than 30 yeah. seconds left. They had the puck near the one near the blue line and couldn't even slip it to center. Mm-hmm. That alone probably saved and then maybe, maybe if you do that, you get to overtime, and who knows what happens in overtime. And they be lost it in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they lose the game three to two. They've lost seven in a row now. Five oh uh, five and two during that time. Two points out of fourteen. Just no. dreadful it's not record, especially when you're trying to you know, battle a fierce playoff. A, a fierce. Just you can't. I mean, five hundred would be not great during that time. To go winless at seven is, I mean, you're just, it's a collapse that's obviously very hard to take. And it's a it's—and uh, it's a, it's a time, too, where it's a intense playoff race, and the team, they have to beat, They team, they need to catch, I mean, they've been passed by St. Louis, and St. Louis won tonight, so now they're uh, three behind St. Louis, I believe, they're four behind the wild card, and, um, Anaheim got a point tonight even though they lost in overtime. And there's just, with how much time is left in the season and the amount of teams between them and the points to make up, it's a, it's a huge gap to make up. Yeah, and it would have to be a historic run for the franchise to do it. Yeah. Can they? It's still mathematically possible. Um, I don't know if it, where the, the confidence of the team is right now if they can pull it off because I was thinking that, you know, okay, the road trip was awful. It couldn't have gone much worse, but they've had a lot of success at home. You come back, you clean the slate, you win a game, you play the Canucks who aren't very good, you play the Flyers who have been kind of on a downturn at the moment, although still a playoff team. We can go. On, we can win these games at home. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the, I mean, the, the mental, emotional state of this team has got to be at a, at a low right now. It, it, it makes, so I've been down in the locker room. being down post game today after the game. And now we don't get a full view of the locker room because by the time we get into the locker room most of the guys are already out of there, but there was a couple stragglers talking to the community. and they did their best and players did their best to uh, to to keep it positive and say, Yeah, we can go win these final seven games and everything like that but and they can They can't and they can, but But will the, they? with the body language. I mean, this, this team is, it's its tough. This team is, this is a crushing loss. That's a thing too, Sean, is that they can win 7th World, but the stakes of this time of year where they're playing all playoff teams essentially, other than the Yeah. And so it, they're not just going to be handed to them. And it's just, when you get to this point of the year, you want to have a little bit of a cushion so that you don't have to win 7th And they had that, and then they got rid of that cushion, and then the play went the other way. It's amazing that going on that road trip, we were talking about, oh, do you want to play Winnipeg, or would you like to drop down to the first wild card and play Vegas, which is the better matchup? Now we're talking about, can they scramble to barely get in to play Nashville? I mean, the, the season has taken a nosedive, and it hasn't even been a month. It's taking a note yeah, taking a nosedive in the past uh, ten days. But that's really what it's happened. It's, obviously it's, as I said earlier, they haven't played really consistently good hockey since the beginning of February. So this isn't just this road trip, but the road trip is where it all came. Yeah, and the thing about that they kind of showed on this road trip and the thing that's kinda of shown throughout this season and it's just something that tries to I don't know how exactly you fix it or how how you do it, but it's Stars team all season really. You know, There's times earlier in the season they did, but for the most part, this team hasn't responded well to adversity. There's been, they've had in a, a game, yeah, they've had, they've had moments in games where they needed to respond to a deficit, or they, they needed to, need to, push to push back. Back. they needed to push back, and they so there just hasn't been that push. And, frankly, that's what you needed. That's what you needed tonight in a game where when Boston scores that first goal to cut the lead to two one. Instead of that's that's a moment where you need the response. And we're going to push back. And we're going right. to we're going to we're so going to take control of the this did game. Did have a couple of chances, couple after of chances after that, but you had um, Radulov had attempted to went wide, and then Rumsel broke the net hard, mm-hmm. and Rasmid these things. It was the only really quality scoring chance that Raps had to stop. Raps, a yeah, look, but we miss R- Raps actually had one of the easier 40-save nights I think I've ever seen, especially in the third period. Yeah. But that's that my point, is that they had a couple of chances and then all of a sudden short-handed goals ties in. But mm-hmm. um, the Stars didn't create after that, after it was 2-2, halfway through the third period. Last event, they did not create a, score, a quality scoring chance by my count. Um, I, I, and I don't recall ten, one either. Ten minutes where the game's tied, and yes, Boston was really pushing This is a team that, before top commenting, Boston media on Twitter said that it could be Boston's preseason lineup. It was half of their stars plus a bunch of their young guys. Yeah, because yeah, um, again, they you know, they have eight players that would be in the starting lineup that are injured right now. Yeah. I mean, but the Stars have several. Yeah. And uh, Candle, Bishop, Spessa. Plus just came back. Plus that's three. California three. Plus that's eight. Yeah. That's, I don't I mean I don't really know what else to say about that game other than the fact that if you go you go the final ten minutes of that game without a quality scoring chance. Three four games ago, you're in Ottawa and you have the you go 16 minutes without a shot in a tie game against Ottawa. Like it. Yes. I I don't really know what else to say about that game other than they're done. I mean, if if I, I I would be glad to be proven wrong if, 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 if they if they win the final seven games and make it to the playoffs. It's a story. The story. But, uh, you're on the brink of yeah. disaster. Yeah. It's a story I would love to write. It's a story I would love to cover. Which you're not feeling very but much confident. They're done. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on Locker Room Clean On Day on April 10th or April 9th. So I'm one of those two days. Like... Are you ready to uh, lightning round it? Yeah, let's go to the lightning round. Before we start yelling too quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, All right, questions from Twitter. Thank you very much for everybody for sending them in. Um, Colin writes in, right chances of Tyler, and I'm going to correct your grammar. I know that's maybe a bit of a beating on Twitter, but resigning as a hyphen. Not resigning, because I read that. Chances of Tyler resigning after how this team left. Tyler Sagan is not going to resign. Resigning would be retiring, but not retiring. Uh, yeah, or quitting. Uh, quitting, yeah. He is... I don't see any scenario where Tyler Sagan doesn't resign with the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Unless... Yeah he's become a much more complete player this year. You okay. The Stars can find some other option of a number one center going forward, and I don't know who that would be at this point. I'm not saying I can't hypothetically look that up. I think the Stars will resign Tyler But uh, My question is, does Tyler Sagan want to resign with the Stars? Fair enough. That is my point, because I think, I believe... However, he has another year under his contract. I, I know, I know he, is, he has another year under his contract, but I'm Tyler Sagan. I'm not signing an extension on July 1st of this year. No? No. Because I, I've talked to Tyler. You've talked to Tyler. I think, real, I think truly money's fine. Money's one thing. I think Tyler wants to win again. That's the most important thing to, to Tyler Sagan right now. He wants to win another Stanley Cup. He won it, it. Was was he nineteen or it might have been twenty by the time that Barons won in, in his rookie year? No, he wasn't twenty. He was eighteen. He was, going it was eighteen next. going into nineteen. The, the teenager only won the Stanley Cup. I think the most important thing to Tyler Sagan is winning a Stanley, winning another Stanley Cup. Or um, having the chance. And if I'm him and I'm looking at a situation, why am I resigning him? Looking at it honestly, why am I re-signing on July first right now? with an organization that's made two playoff appearances in 10 years. Fair. Um, I mean, again, if this wasn't the same organization... No, I, 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 I know that. I know that. Yes, but, okay, it's fine. Has made... We don't even have to go 10 years. It's only that has made the playoffs 50% of the time that I've been there. Right. And... Even when they make, we make all these moves and things like this in the off season, and of course, Tyler got hurt the last time they had him. Yeah, playoff. I think that was unfortunate. He wants he wants to win. I know he likes it in Dallas. I know he likes it in Dallas. The tax breaks are great for his salary, everything like that. But frankly, i tell you what: if he goes on the open market. He I know. Uh, yeah, let, like let, John let, let, Tavares yeah. or Steven Stamkos. I don't know. It would be an interesting thing because Sagan was traded for, Dallas has become very much part of his life, uh, the stars and the city. But at the same time, um, this is different than thinking of a guy like Tavares or Stamkos leaving because they are A, the captains, mm-hmm. and B, they were drafted by that organization, so they, it's the only team they've ever known in the NHL. Tyler has had two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there is a chance. I, course, I think I if, the, if, the I had, if, if the Stars had their ch- chance, obviously, yeah, they, they'd have an eight-year extension and to announced on July first. That's right. If, if, if the organization had their way, on July first there'd be an eight-year extension announced, and then there'd be. This, we all put to bed, and Tyler would go into next season with no no question marks over say. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he wants to. Maybe he wants to see. Okay, can this? I'm I'm putting my faith into this organization, but I want to see if they can actually, if we can actually build something because I want to win. Because okay. if, if so he I'm going to call time out here. You're making great points. We're all emotional. Not even emotional. Yes, I'm speaking you are. great voice. So fired up right now because of the game tonight and the disappointment. Let's let, let it... Fired be, up? You are fired up. So we're going to move on, because this is not a bad question, but there's a lot more to deal with, so let's move on. Uh, Chris writes, can you make a compelling argument for keeping pitch next year, other than this is year one of installing the system, which is a compelling argument, because by that logic we should be getting better as the year goes on, not worse? Make a compelling argument to keep Hitch for next year? For pitch staying on, but you can't say just to install the system. I mean, that was my thought was all along was when he was signed that you you bring him in, you make things better, and then you really build on it next year. Um, Another compelling argument is that Hitch does not have the team that he wants as far as players personnel. I don't believe. Now, part of it's because Mark Thought and Mark Hansel were not healthy, eligible players for him for much of the season. He was going to build this team with them as big key contributors. It hasn't worked out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think the well, I think the Massa loss actually hasn't been that big of a deal okay, because right. I think, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they were fine yeah. for most of it. Yeah. But again, it's we, we talked about Brooks Horvick in Washington the other day. They missed him for the first time in their game on Sunday. They lost to the Flyers. And Barry Tross talked about the bite that he brings that changes the whole scope of the team and how they play. Um, I think Masah could be that guy. He just hasn't been healthy and up to speed for much of the year. I think that there are players on the team now that it's less enamored with, and if he's given another year, he may help encourage that to change more. So those are compelling arguments for him to stay. Also, do you really want to have your third different coach in three years. Well, this is not my point on changing coaches or anything like that, I'm I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna go and say make change for the sake of change. Um, now, if you were to tell me if someone else is available, that was if you could present a case of hey, this person's available, and we could and there is a clear upgrade, or there's something else along the lines, then yes. Um, but I have a hard time calling for a coaching change when um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like calling for a coaching change when I don't when I, when I don't know what I'd be able to get otherwise, um, and. I also think... The same thing we were talking about last year. As the Stars were quickly fading from being a playoff contender. I mean, even in December, <laughs> people were saying, oh, they should have made a move. The question was, who were you... I mean, you lasted us for a while last year, should they get rid of Blake's early? Who, who was the replacement at the time? There wasn't, there wasn't a much. I mean, there were people out there, I'm sure, but the, the pool wasn't what you thought of. Yeah, and I, I look at... I think Hitch can be a good coach for this team. I just think there's a, there becomes an issue of there's certain things that he has to adjust to for today's NHL um, that I just don't think he's adjusted to. Okay. By the way, great quote on our post-game show tonight. Jamie Langenbrunner was our guest. Yeah. Special reunion guest tonight. We asked him about Hitch. Has Hitch changed since when you played, you had him? Remember, Jamie played yeah. for Hitch in Kalamazoo in the IHL yeah. before they even either of them played in the NHL or coached in the NHL. He said, "Nope, not one bit." He said, "Hitch can say all he wants about he's nicer, he's more gentle, he's evolved." He goes, "He's the exact same guy." So There you have I don't, I, I don't think I don't think they changed their stripes. I mean, so I think I think he if I think Hitch system and I think Hitch hockey can work and it can win but I think it also you have to be willing to and I don't know you have to be willing to give younger guys a chance to to play and right. prove themselves back in games 10 through 30 like and that's that's something that you have to happen and I don't know if Hitch will do that and so maybe I'm saying you need a coach that'll do that whether that's pitch or another coach I I just have a hard time going I have a hard time saying let's fire the coach or let's do this or whatever when I don't know who else is available, because I, it's hard for me to kind of just say, I'd like to – I don't want you to let somebody go and then not have the right answer at all and then just put yourself in these even further problems. So that's, that's where my thought is on. On. Uh, Charles writes in, are the stars better with pattern on the team? Terrified they've resigned him this summer. Charles, kudos for using a hyphen for proper okay. resign and not resign. I thought I'd bring that up again. What do you think? Uh, is I mean, look at the beginning of this year, we thought Greg Paterson was the perfect extra guy yep. who can play a few games, but you don't really have a big worry about scratching him a bunch because you come in and play the same. He's been much, much better and really shown that he can be an every night player. He's been an every night player, and he can. And I think he's an every night player on an NHL roster. He can be playing a shutdown. He can play a good role. Um, I think he's hit a wall this year. I think he's never he's never played this many games and he's never played this many minutes in his career or his entire life. Um, and is and is the Massa injury uh, a one of the reasons why a he and Pam used to developed into a shutdown pair, but also because he also the reason why he's wearing down drafts I, th- I think well it, does, it is it's I mean look like at the combination of injury. Pattern probably doesn't establish himself. Probably not. Because probably not. They were having, uh, I mean, Alexiak was playing with, or not sorry, Johns was playing with Lindell. Hamish yeah. and Pattern had been playing together, but they weren't playing in the primary minutes. But again, you also wonder if, if Mataste is healthy because he was starting to play with Klingberg. You go, you have three balanced pairs, so neither, neither group is being asked to play 25 minutes. Yeah. And so I think... I think is a good part of an NHL team. I think for the Stars, frankly, and I'm, I think that it works. The better construction of this team, I think, works with Klingberg, uh, John Ponca down the right side, just for All right. how I want to see them Let's play. That. And Billy writes this, Dale has to put his foot down and force Hitch to play Ponca. The season is done. We need to see what we have in him. If Hitch still doesn't, which one is gone at the end of the season? If Hitch, if Nil makes, wait, the If Nil makes, pitch once, play Honka, Nil to nil, nil, make Hitch play Honka. Which I don't think you can do to a coach until you're mathematically eliminated. Well, they didn't do it last year. I mean, right. I mean, I, that was the mistake then. That was the I mistake last know year. If they didn't do it last year. You necessarily have to, he says, we need to know what we have in Honka. I don't know if at this point of the year you're really going to find out that much. I think I think I think the kid should play, but I don't think right. I don't think you I don't think you're finding out anything more about him by him playing 10, 10 and a half minutes tonight, night. Like Brian writes in: Was this the worst gut punch regular season loss since Game 82 of the 10-11 season, which was the Minnesota game? Awful, I believe right now the Stars were uh, they had a overperforming first half of that season. Mm-hmm. They were in first place in the Pacific Division for a while, then they. And a big injury, Brad Richards I believe was the mm-hmm. the big injury if I remember correctly. I wasn't here for this. So. All they had to do was beat a Minnesota team. Right, but it was so they, mostly NHL players. The yeah. Yes. But then they were up against it and had to win a bunch of games in a row and they did to the last game of the season had to beat a not good Minnesota Wild team. And they lost. I mean I'm not the best person to answer that because That's I didn't cover right. that. It team, was honestly it was a horrible way for everybody that's talked to me about it, it's yeah. a horrible way to end the season, when you thought, all right, we got this, we can win this game, and they didn't, but that was a one-and-done kind of thing, or one game to settle it all, and this has been, like, the slow death. Yes, fast, okay. slow death. <laughs> um, Sean writes in, is it just me, or is the play of the cast been underwhelming the second half? Of the Talk about this play, is it happening? Yes, we have. Um, the, uh, the I mean, he scored a wonderful goal tonight. He goes into... He scored a similar goal in Washington where he went into, quote-unquote, beast mode, as everyone likes to say. And, uh, But, in general, there's... Jamie's points are there. His points are there. His, uh... His offensive production is there. But overall, there's been something to be desired from him overall just because he doesn't take games over like he used to. He it, There was... He doesn't look like a guy who's making $9.5 million because he was legitimately in the conversation to be one of the top five players in the world. And and that's that's why he was paid $9.5 million, and that's what he's expected from him. And it's not because he's the captain that we have to put the pressure on him, right? Mm -hmm. Teams have captains who aren't their top leading offensive producer. Mm -hmm. Um, They do other things. They can have guys that are the intangibles guys. I mean, heck, Kevin Hatcher, or Darian Hatcher, excuse me, Sarge captain when they won the cup. Kevin Hatcher is far from Okay, anyway, you got <laughs> Gary Hatcher. Nonetheless, I know the difference. It's, um, it was a big, you know, he was a big part of the team, but he wasn't their point producer of the number one offensive weapon. The thing that sticks in the craw fans is that Jamie Bennett is the highest paid player on the team and one of the higher paid players in the NHL. you want him to? Be able to dominate a game, not every game necessarily, but enough. And I don't think we've seen that. Well, even even a game like tonight, where the big highlight that will make the highlight package is look what Jamie did. Look at this shorthanded goal, and he was good in the first two yeah. periods. And but I'm not, and I'm not even blaming him for this loss. But no. he's minus three in the third period. Like he's, and I'm not using. He's on the ice. I'm not using plus minus is the only reason to right judge now. him. Uh, I'm not. using I'm, I'm just saying. My point is, he's on the ice for all three goals against. Um, that past the Pasternak line had its way with them in, in the third period and tough one here. Uh, a lot of people we had several people ask is Mill done in Dallas? The short answer is no. The longer answer is he's just signed an extension for a number of years. I don't think he's uh, I don't think the ownership is in the position where they would want to and yes, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, it, uh, I think it could be a, quite a uh, – there could be some overturn this summer in a number of areas as far as players and things like that, but I don't think GM is one of them. Finally, Rockstar race in Y, just why? sort of a screaming all caps version. Also, that Dr. Pepper Minute business Shapiro tweeted about earlier, I'm certain that if anybody has won it, it was Section 105, they seem to come up a lot. Um, I don't – I mean, I know somebody tweeted it, Somebody tweeted at me that yeah, there's been a couple the of them. I, d- I mean, I, I d- believe that it has been – I've seen it one. It's, it's basically one minute during the game where if the Stars score during that minute, the it's, whole session mean, wins. It's, it's, not, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's it's not really nearly not. as easy to win as a taco goal. No, one. it's way different. Um, it has happened in my tenure with the Dallas Stars. I can't say that it was this year. It's not one that I keep track of because it's, it's so much more difficult and more random. Um but it was, a, I think, a somewhat entertaining exchange because we started talking about tacos and then ice cream. Yeah. Like speaking cream. of which, speaking of which, and I and I made this point that if it was the ice cream minute, you probably would have known which huh. which which, yeah. which brand would need to sponsor the ice cream Minute? I'm picky about ice cream. I know I'm you are. Yes, I know you are. Well, they don't know that. That's okay. why I'm saying that. Okay.
1: Fine. Okay. That's Fine. why I'm explaining.
0: <laughs> so um, I'm a big fan of certain ice creams that are higher quality. The uh, the ones that are awful, or not, it's worth it. Uh, I also love soft serve ice cream, which isn't as prevalent down here in Texas. I grew up in the Northeast, and in New England, New York, that area, I think probably Sean, you were in New Jersey and Michigan, I feel mm-hmm. like that's a big summer thing is the soft serve ice cream stand. Yes. Um, love those. Don't see that a lot down here. You kind of have to go to Dairy Queen or a custard place. There's just not, at least not in my area of the Dallas suburbs. So mm-hmm. um, there are some good ones in Texas. If it's Bluebell, we can talk about that. There are some others that I really like. I like the one lately, Tillamook Farms, which is an Oregon brand. Um, I'm a Ryers guy. I like their all-natural stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm always up for new ice cream, good ice cream. Good ice cream. Good yeah. ice cream is important. By the way, tonight, uh, Stars tied it to... I think. Was it tied or was it 2-1? Either way, when things were looking a little bit bleak, uh, I haven't done it in a while. I went to the Ice Cream Novelties Ah. case. I had the drumstick. It was satisfying, but it did not work. No. I haven't done it in a while. I've been trying to avoid them because I eat too much before the game anyway. I either go for the chicken or the ice cream. I just, oh, you don't I, do both. I don't do both because I either go with the uh, the chicken fingers. Neither one are good the, for your health. Neither not, sure. not one, but both together are, not, are terrible for your right. health.
1: So uh, I, I, either, go, I either
0: go with the chicken or the ice cream, and then if it's the mystery meat, I always go with the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like the pulled, we don't know what it is, the shredded meat. It's, there's pulled pork and then there's, I think it's shredded chicken. The shredded chicken sandwiches it's are the some, It's some sort of pulled meat. Yes. yes, shredded meat. I don't know. I don't like saying pulled meat. <laughs> <laughs> that, anyway. That's yeah. There's a difference between the media meal downstairs and the hot food item brought up during the first. Was it first intermission? Yes, the first intermission. Right. When we're on, I'm working during that point. By the way, chicken tenders have been pretty common this year. They have been. Not no complaint there. No complaint, Everybody no seems to like I don't need them. I had a meal a couple hours before, mm-hmm. but it is always enticing to smell it. Yeah. But it's also usually picked clean by the time our intermission report is done. So there you have it, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for the lightning round. We have another question, but it's going to take too long. Um, so we'll, we'll leave you well, with it. What, 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 I, what? I, I so Dylan writes in, if you could exchange one player of equal talent on another team with a guy from the Stars, who would it be? Oh, so we're talking about a hockey trade? Yeah, well, a, ho- a straight-up hockey trade, one for one. You know. A, yeah. A, a Taylor Hall for Adam Larson kind of thing. Which, okay, yeah. Again, which happened. Happened, or a, a Shea Weber for a, a PK Subban or yeah. something like that. I don't have an answer right now. I have to think about that longer. Yeah, time. I have to think about that for quite a bit, too. Yeah. Um, interesting. And it, does it have to be for one of your top-end guys? Could it be a mid-link guy? I don't yeah. know. Uh, another thing real quick, just to bring up, because I looked this up, and I'm not trying, I don't want to rag on him because he's a great human being, but... Uh, so, Devin Shore drops to minus 31 tonight for the season. Tough. Um, he is on pace, right? Not pace. I don't know if the right word here is. But uh, if the season were to end today, Devin Shore would set the all-time franchise record since the team moved to Dallas. For lowest, for, for lowest plus minus. But he's not the lowest in the league. No, he's not the lowest in the league. Which I've... is a humorous thing that players and media yes. talk about. The green jacket thinking of a golf score, the biggest minus I believe Nick Letty is at minus thirty eight. You right don't wanna do that. Yes. You really don't want the distinction of being the lowest yeah. plus minus. Yeah. The star's record before the season actually actually his name came up earlier, Kevin Hatcher at <laughs> minus minus twenty seven during the 95-96 uh, ninety five, ninety six. Kevin so Shore needs to go on a opposite I mean, we would call it a bogey run mm-hmm. to get some pluses, but really what he needs to go is to get on the plus side of it. Yeah. for the last few weeks to stay away and he's, from He's not going to set the franchise record because a couple guys actually hit minus 57 with the North Stars, like Different in the size. 70s and 80s. Yep. So, um, Yikes. So, um, Everyone, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be uh, car casting on Sunday, hopefully with better batteries. Yes, hopefully with better batteries and not in a tin box, maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see.